Blog Talk Radio. Greetings and salutations, friends. This is your Hemptrepreneurial host, Tyler Hemp with Hempaware Radio. It's an honor and a privilege to be broadcasting to you today about the benefits and value of cannabis hemp. Life is very short, and if you can choose one thing in life to master, one thing that you love and appreciate that you enjoy doing, you will more likely experience much more fulfillment, satisfaction, and reward than if you just try mastering 100 different things. Although there are so many topics that I love to study and and practice in life, there's one thing that I have chosen to focus on most of all, as I feel that it's a crucial bridge for bringing about health, wealth, love, and happiness for more people than any other vehicle. And obviously, you know that that vehicle is hemp. It's the hemp plant and all the amazing products that it can bring and everything that it represents. And with that said, I have one of my most cherished mentors, friends, and colleagues on today's hemp episode. And we're going to get into uh, something really huge, something uh, that Charles and and, uh, the Holmes family have just launched. And uh, I just want to let you know that Charles is an inspiring hemp entrepreneur, a, a conscious businessman, and a vital lifestyle health coach. He's had more than two decades of experience in the health and wellness industry and has been the creator behind uh, several very successful hemp and health brands such as Living Harvest, Conscious Planet, Hempco Canada, and now Planet Hemp. So this show is specifically dedicated to the most recent and exciting announcement. Uh, The Holmes family has now taken their bulk hemp foods company, Hempco Canada, which I've had the privilege and luxury of being able to be a part of for the last 10 years plus. And uh, they're now going public with Planet Hemp, bringing some phenomenal hemp products, uh, food-based products onto the market. And so I'm so excited and thankful to have Charles on today's show. Welcome aboard, Charles. Thank you, Tyler. I'm honored. (laughs) That's a, a great introduction. I appreciate that. My pleasure. So um, before we get into the nitty-gritty, share, share a little bit more about your background. I, I kind of briefly touched on, on who you are and, and what you've you know, been involved with for a majority of your adult life, but what, tell us a little bit more about your background and, and how you, you know, got led up to the hemp industry. Thank you. I was just uh, at something called the Veg Expo yesterday in Vancouver, and uh, there's, I had a chance to speak in front of the group, and I, I said the same thing. You know, necessity is a mother of invention. Unfortunately, most of us don't make changes in our life until it gets painful. I was, uh, I was in that that state of mind and body when I was in my mid 20s, and doctors said the only solution was to start cutting parts of my body out, and I realized I didn't want to do that, and I probably didn't have any spare parts, and to really have a decent life, I was going to have to make some changes. Otherwise, I was going to die early. So I did that, and I became a a pretty strict vegetarian, and I changed my spiritual, well, I actually engaged in spiritual practices and started to realize that it was more to life than just eating, working, and sleeping and indulging myself or overindulging myself on the weekends. And about mm-hmm. uh, 15 years later, yeah, I was searching for the ultimate protein source for humans. Uh, I became, a, 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 as a vegetarian, I became protein efficient about 10 years into my program. Even though I got some really great results, I didn't really understand the importance of essential nutrients and, and raw foods and and a balance in my life yet. And uh, I, I went looking and I found hemp seeds and that's when everything really, really changed for me. And I really 
came into alignment with what I see as my destiny in this life, how to bring some great foods and, and, and really making hemp, hemp seed as a main food source. It's never really been a main food source anywhere as, as far as we can see in the history that we find out there. And you know, Canada kind of launched that starting in the year 2000, 2001. And like you're saying, Tyler, with Living Harvest, we had a great run. We brought out all sorts of great products. Like we were the first to invent you know, hemp protein powders, and we got into hemp milk and ice cream and yogurt. And it's it's moving on to there, even to meatless products, which is coming out soon with us. And you know, the biggest thing when you go into niche industries, and especially when it's been categorized as a hard narcotic, <laughs> insanely, it was difficult to overcome a lot of these stigmas, and you know, it took us five, six, seven years before we really started to get some placement up there and some traction. You know, it was it was easy for flax seeds and chia seeds. For us, it was pretty tough. So it's just yeah. starting to get recognized in the last few years, especially with the on onslaught of more attention to medicinal marijuana and CBDs and the fiber side of hemp, and of course, you know, the food side is now hitting really mainstream in every possible store you can think of that sells health food and market stores and, and uh, natural products. And we're everywhere now with hemp seed foods. And again, there's only four or five main processors really in North America or, or most parts of the world, and, and they're here in Canada, and we're one of them. And, you know, it's, again, it's been great working with you, Tyler, all these years. And we're finally seeing some rewards of all these efforts for so long. And, again, sales are starting to come up, and we're starting to see, you know, I think we have 20, 21 people on our team now. I remember so many days, it was you know, four or five of us. Mm-hmm. And we're processing you know, upwards of six or 700 pounds of hemp seed and nut an hour, where it was like that, it was about that much a week when we first started. And uh, we're just putting the equipment to do 1,500 pounds an hour. We just got a contract mm-hmm. with a, a big Korean contingency for uh, over 60 or over 30 tons a month. Wonderful. And we have several several contracts like that in place now, so it's, it's really exciting to see the growth. So bottom line is, um, you know, we wanted to grow our company and to grow it fast with all the imminent uh, attention, so we needed to raise some money. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Hempco, uh, again, being mostly a bulk provider, mm-hmm. we decided not to go through a typical private placement and probably have to give up control of the company. We decided to go public, so we just went under the public market on the TSX under symbol HFF, Hempco Food and Fiber, uh, uh, April 20th. So significantly being 420. <laughs> <And> <laughs> uh, amazing how that lined up. And uh, yeah. uh, with that, we know we're trading now. We thought we went at 40 cents. The stock is hovering between 50 and 70 cents, looks like. We put an announcement today on that big contract from Korea and Planet Hemp got launched a retail line last weekend in the UK, and we're going to be mm-hmm. launching in Canada here at the CHFA in two weeks. Mm-hmm. How exciting! Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> what are what are some of the main values? I mean, Hempco Canada has been a family-owned business since the beginning, and you know, after 15 plus years, you guys are finally going public. What are what are some of the values and goals that that you now have? with Hempco Canada and that you've always held? You know, I, I can say honestly that those values that we started as a family, that, you know, a business that cares, a company that cares has not changed. And although the people on the team are, are, line, are aligned with that, it's even our, our finance team and our, 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 the people that help us go public, you know, they, what the, for instance, the, the head of that family called um, 
the Varshney Group. Praveen Varshney, the CFO, he is uh, he had some health challenges about five years ago, and Preet, who's our VP of Sales, helped him with his health challenges. Preet is also a hardcore foodie like us, and uh, showed him the way, and he changed his ways, and he came about and got his health back, and committed that he was not going to do projects unless they were, you know, committed to the triple bottom line, people, planet, mm-hmm. and decent products and uh, profits, and he. Uh, he took us on because we fit that bill and his whole family's mm-hmm. on board with, again, green solution type product, uh, programs. And, uh, yeah, so everyone has just been carrying it. We just, and just even, I would say the biggest thing is just really identifying it deep, more deeply and putting it onto paper and committing it to the websites and all of our materials and all of the mm-hmm. people working and getting trained with that intention that, you know, we've got to, if, we, if we don't have our health, what do we have? And if we're not mm-hmm. showing up, healthy we're not helping others to be healthy I mean, what do we really have so we have such an opportunity with hemp go to do it because it's such a great food mm. and it's a great vehicle for us as a business path you know we're, we're, mm-hmm. we're really 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 blessed most certainly so your, your values and your goals really coincide i mean you, you value health you value consciousness you value integrity quality and you're committed to being not only healthy individuals but any company is made up of people and it's, it's the people in the company that make the company. You take the roof off of any building and look inside. There's little people walking around making it hempen in our case. And so (laughs) your values and and goals are really to be the health that you want to see in the world and and be the abundance. And and hemp has been that vehicle for you guys. And that's why I'm so thankful to to be working with you because our values really align and, it's just been such such a, a, a fun ride, and it's only going to get better from here. So yeah, why why finally, you know, obviously, I think you already kind of covered this, but let's let's talk a little bit more about why you chose to go public and 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 you know get into the world of stocks with this company. I mean, you could have gotten private investors, you could have used you know money from the company. You guys are no debt whatsoever. I, I mean. Really good yeah, everyone, yeah, everyone's asking us that, Tyler, because it's, it's not an easy vehicle and it's a bit of a shark tank. But, you know, I looked at some of the big companies in the world like, you know, BMW or Mercedes, and they're still family-owned, even though they're trading publicly. The, the family mm-hmm. still has controlling stock and they still make the decisions and everybody enjoys having a strong integrity family that leads the, leads the, the race. And mm-hmm. And builds with the best things they can according to their, uh, you know, their mandates. And we looked at that and said, well, you know, we're in the food industry. We have to be transparent if we're going to grow the best stuff and provide the best food. Mm-hmm. So we said, we're doing that anyway. We've already put ourselves in the position of being GMP and HACCP compliant. And we're looking for GFSI 22,000, which is the highest standard in this area. We hopefully have that done by the end of the year. So we thought, well, what's left? You know, and we thought, well, all our systemizations, how we, how we, how we how we're handling money is going to be important. We thought, well, we want to have a team, a family of partners. We don't want to just have employees or slaves. Mm-hmm. And with the with the public model, we had the opportunity to make everybody partners. So that's what we started mm-hmm. doing, putting shares in everybody else's hands. It works with us and give everybody incentive mm-hmm. to work as a as an owner rather than just an employee. And the mm-hmm. public market really gave us that vehicle. And this is also an exit strategy, and it brings in all sorts of other people that want. I mean, I've had hundreds of people over the years ask about how they could get involved with Hemco. And, mm-hmm. I, and now they can. 
at any level mm-hmm. I want to. And exactly. uh, it really opened up the doors to all sorts of opportunity and potential. And I realized you can be profitable and still have values. <laughs> Most certainly. Yeah, that triple bottom line, once again, you know, people, planet, and hey, if, if you're not profiting, you're drowning. And it's like, I, I always, I love the equating commerce, you know, and, and the world of, of, of business with the ocean. And, you know, each one of us has our own ship, and we're all relating on these ships. And that's why it's called the relate relationship. It's a relay. It's, it's constant energy flow. And if you don't have you don't have uh, wind in your sales. If you don't have sales in your company and your sales aren't, you know, moving you forward, then you end up drowning. And, it, you know, it's, it's all related yeah. to commerce and, and the seas, as you know. Um, so that, that's exciting. And I, I completely support this, this expansion and this progression. And using this business model, I think it's going to just set up a foundation for exponential global growth for Hempco. And we're really going to, empower the planet together uh, and with that said <laughs> Definitely. tell us a little bit more about this awesome new brand called planet hemp and, and the products that you've come up with and that you're bringing to the market and, and empowering the people with what what tell us more about the product line thank you Tyler. well you know the first products we put out are really based based on our, the simple hemp oil hemp protein powder hemp nut foundational foods and our VP of sales, Preet Marwaha, he's a real foodie, and he's a, a genius with, you know, making raw food. He had a big raw food restaurant here in Vancouver, mm. and uh, he put together some real, you know, whole food ideas to make really clean, simple, basic recipes that tasted amazing. So our, our hemp protein powders, for instance, have things like a chai blend that he makes. It's amazing. And so one's called vanilla chai, another one's called – and our, our sugar – that we use for sweetener is maple syrup or maple sugar. So it's, mm-hmm. it's really a nice taste and flavor profile. And it's not, it's not as harsh as most sweeteners that can be used. And high mineral so, content. Yeah. So one's called maple cinnamon and just our regular. And so our base now is not just hemp. So we're not just using hemp only in our products. We're adding more ingredients. So alfalfa is one of our main ingredients we're using now as part of our base for our protein shakes to really balance off the, the minerals and vitamins that can, that we want associated with a, a complete meal and a complete mm-hmm. you know, nutritional program. And so we're really thrilled about those. We have our oil we took put into a nice little glass bottle, which is beautiful, and it holds it really nice on a shelf mm-hmm. in, our, in our fridge. <laughs> and it's uh, the hemp nut. is pretty much the same. We haven't done anything much with hemp nut other than we're working into uh, – New products coming out soon. We're working on now and doing the R, finishing the R&D as meatless products, which we're thrilled about. Preet has mm-hmm. brought some amazing concepts on how to do that. Again, simple ingredients, simple whole foods, mm-hmm. and just putting together a way that makes the textures and the flavors that we all desire. And then uh, he's, he's also a genius at snack items. So two snack items we've released are called Super Minis. One's called Forbidden mm-hmm. Fruit, and the other one's called Cacao Heaven. So if you can imagine mm-hmm. a little coconut, uh, hemp, chia, uh, maple syrup with a couple little pieces of dried fruits and things like that all bound together mm-hmm. in this little snack. They're, and they're dehydrated, so they're raw. So they're just delicious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fabulous. Yeah, and I just want yeah. to mention to the listeners to, to go to planethemp.ca 
And you can actually yeah. sign up to win a hundred dollar gift kit if you go there now and, and subscribe. Yep, great idea. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And if they awesome. if they do subscribe, they'll be put onto a, a newsletter list as well if they wish. Absolutely. Yeah, most certainly. So, explain to us now. You guys have certified organic standards. You're actually you you've got a program, Safe Certified Sustainable Agronomics for Food Essentials. And Thank this you. is a program that's beyond organic standards. Let's talk a little bit more about this program and what, what you're doing to to bring, you know, the standards above even organic with the hemp foods. Thanks for mentioning that, Tyler. You know, for many years, you know, as, as you are, we've been hardcore foodies and trying to get the best foods possible. And organic certification is supposed to be, you know, certifying and proving this for us. And we're finding that it's not exactly true. I mean, a lot of people are now misrepresenting the organic standards and just throwing it on anything. You can have organic nuclear waste now. So we got to figure out how to separate the two from healthy foods to something just put an organic stamp on it because it does not have little yeah. sprays on it. Yeah. So, and also what we're finding is because of challenges with, you know, polluted water, polluted air, polluted, you know, we're being sprayed with chemtrails all the time. All mm-hmm. the foods now have stuff on them. Mm-hmm. And even though the organic certifiers have admitted this, but they still don't have a, a, a ways or that's implemented in their system for testing and giving mm-hmm. standards of different levels of things because they can't really mm-hmm. go there. It's supposed to be an absence of these things. So just admitting that they won't test it tells you that there's a problem. So mm-hmm. we've actually had products come into our system that are certified organic that test positive because of neighbors overspray of whatever they're doing or whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. So we're realizing this is, we have to, what, what can we do to fix this? So we have to look back at our human body. Our human body has certain abilities. If we give it the proper tools and we do cleansing programs, it'll release dirt, things like chemicals and, and heavy metals and all this kind of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. undigested things. So we look at soil. Well, soil is a living thing. And it, if, if we treat it the same way and that with those plants in it, it can do the same thing. So when we, Specifically, put we, we we test the soil for what's missing. We we balance it off with the proper nutrients and, and nutrient concentrates. Not just throwing manure and things like that. It's just carefully selected and looked at with humic and fulvic acids and enzymes and bacteria and putting all that stuff back in. Prepping that plant with, with getting the proper germ rates and the, and the seed that's going to go and do the best, have the best result at the right times. It now produces a, a much less stressful environment and an easier thing to grow. So the, the seeds that come off those plants now have higher levels of immune systems and the plants are able to detoxify and overcome any sort of chemical challenges from sprays or you know, chemtrails or whatever and acid rain. All this kind of stuff is happening all around us. We don't realize it's affecting our food chain all the time. So the only thing we can do, we realize the ultimate result, for us to get the ultimate result is to change the way that we work with that soil and those plants. So ultimately, if there's testing involved and setting these standards, we see it as above organic, beyond organic. So we call it safe, sustainable agronomics food essentials. And again, we start right from the soil, right back to even taking our seed into our building and washing it down or treating it with certain things like ozone or hydroxyl generators or simple, simple organic cleaners to wipe, to wipe off all the, the potential nasty bacteria and, and things like E. coli and salmonella bugs that are on those foods that can also wreak havoc in our food chain. So we're, that's why we call it safe, and that's what we want everybody to experience. That's fabulous. Now, 
one of the one of the you know I, I'm a big proponent of Safe Certified. You know, I, I trust the program. I trust the food. I, I I love it. I benefit from it. And when I'm offering it to prospects or clients or customers, one of the the biggest concerns that they have, which I, I would love for you to address, they say, you know, so so what would you say to somebody that says that oh well, Safe Certified the the whole program it's it's self-regulated. So, you know, how can we trust it? And if they don't know us, it's, they don't know true. our integrity and our, our values, and I, how would you respond to I know, like that? and I don't blame them for saying that. You know, we've been trained in this world to not to, to not not know how to take responsibility for our lives and how to be integrous anymore. We put ourselves in, in a place where we have to have third parties sign off on things all the time to prove that we're, we're not lying. Well, the bottom line is even if you're organic certified, that organic certifier doesn't stand there all day long watching you work around your, your barn and, and watch what chemicals you're touching, where they're, where, they're, where they're being handled, where they're being stored, what's going on with your tractor and what's going on in those fields. They're not there. They only come once a right. year for a day. Right. right. So, so it's, all, it's all an honor system. We're all in our honor. So mm-hmm. when, when people say that, I feel sorry for them because that's what our, our society has become. It's just mm-hmm. lack of integrity and lack of honor, and lack we, of trust. You know, we, we, instead, instead of being able to, yeah, lack of trust and faith, and we, we and our fellow man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember the days I grew up. We never locked our doors. Now yeah. we're in a world. We're doing you know, this war on terror and war on the cancer, and these are created mm-hmm. by crazy people. You know, they don't understand that the basics of of living anymore. They've gone into this yeah. delusional world of of legalities and making money and consumerism, and they've lost mm-hmm. all concept of reality in my opinion absolutely well that's a great answer yeah. and i really appreciate your genuine approach and you know i think it, it is providing an opportunity to to give people the chance to have more trust and, and more faith and and so i i love that aspect of it you know that's that's the yeah, safety so if, that if, you're if providing I, yeah if i was that guy asking that i'd tell him listen you go out to your nearest farmer's market, you go to your market gardens, you go talk to those farmers, you look them in the eye and say, did you spray this stuff? And mm-hmm. if you did, why? And mm-hmm. if you didn't, you know, I want to come and invest with you. I want to, I'm going to prepay my, my groceries with you for the next year. I want to invest mm-hmm. in your farm, on your dirt. Let's, let's go talk about how we're going to fix this. That's exactly. what I do. These guys, because asking the question, you know, well, we don't have a third party that's saying it's true, that's not enough. Got to get involved. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we just have a little over five minutes left. I'd love to hear where do you see Hempco Canada and Planet Hemp in the next five years from now? Well, our thank you. You know, our vision is that the hemp seed industry becomes legalized first off. So once 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 hemp becomes legalized to grow in the United States and medicinal marijuana becomes more, more legalized or, or at least and CBD handling put into a position where it's more treated as a medicine than it is as a drug or a controlled substance, um, we can have uh, – the world, world is our oyster. I can see it being as big as chia seeds or flax seeds or even replacing soybeans as a main food source. That was my vision mm-hmm. um, 15 years ago, and I believe it's absolutely mm-hmm. possible. With what hemp has as a nutritional delivery system for us, um, it's, it's unequaled, so it, it has all the advantages of that and more with its fiber abilities and you know, as a resource, it's unequaled. So I mean, mm-hmm. the sky's the limit. We've done lots of projections, and we see you know the company can be worth tens of millions of dollars in a very short you know, 
pretty short near future. And we look at companies like, you know, Manitoba Harvest, one of our competitors in Hempel Canada, they were just purchased by a large company out in New York in total of $175 million. Mm-hmm. And it tells you that there's interest in here. So it's not going away, and it's it's only going to grow. And companies like Vega, they just sold for $550 million. And only one of their ingredients was, you know, hemp protein powder. Mm. They, went, wow. they, they sold five and a half times sales, which was $100 million last year. So it's, it's a phenomenal perform, ability to perform at those levels. <laughs> you know, it took them 10 years to do it. Yeah. Wow. So, People are making better choices with food, and you know, our spending dollars is the most important thing we have for voting. And everybody mm-hmm. listening out there, if you're buying mm-hmm. Franken foods and genetically altered foods, shame on you. And you know, that that dollar is providing more and more ammunition for those people to do what they do and wreak havoc with our, destroy life. And our lives. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So your dollar is the most important thing you could do. It is most certainly. Yeah. So. Other than bringing outstanding products to the market, what are some of your personal and, and company philanthropic goals? And how do you see you guys as selves, you know, paying it forward? Obviously, hemp itself is doing a tremendous benefit to the planet and the people and the earth itself. But do you guys have some other philanthropic um, goals or, or things yes. that you intend on doing? Thank you for reminding me. Thank you for asking. You know, the biggest thing we realize is our future is our children. So we're putting 1% of our our sales into uh, feeding kids. And we're, mm-hmm. we started with uh, Preet has worked on a product program called Feeding Change. And he feeds 60 kids, uh, challenged ch- children in the school system here. And um, what results he gets is from giving them a decent couple meals every day. It's phenomenal. So he mm. goes in there with raw food smoothies and uh, you know, mm. uh, meals like that. I mean, they, the kids, just, their whole lives change. Yeah, it's wonderful. Oh, yeah. That's our goal. Yeah. I love it. That's beautiful. So with just about four minutes left, I have two big questions for you. One of them is, and you've been a mentor to me. Anytime I call you, you're there for me to answer personal questions, health questions, business questions. So I, I'd love to help pass that on to my listeners and by asking the question, what are some of the, the principles of success that you live by? And how have you been able to, you know, maintain a company without debt for all these years? <laughs> That's a great question. So first off, for per- personally for me, what happened was when I was not well in my mid-20s, I went searching for answers. And that took me into a journey of turning inward. That inward journey opened me up. Not, not to serve, not to seek religious solutions, but spiritual solutions. And when I started looking at myself, started to be honest with myself, and fully took responsibility for my life, I realized I could only choose a spiritual path that would follow that. And I had the chance to actually not come back to North America. I could have stayed in a monastery in Thailand and lived there for the rest of my life. But I realized, in order to have that feeling experience out there in the other rest of the world, I had, I had to challenge life. I had to take risks. I had to step out. So I decided I was going to, take, I was going to use businesses as my spiritual path. So I took the vow of the Bodhisattva. So when I walked into the business world, I realized this is extremely adversarial. There's very few people ever did this. So, but I had to hold those maxims. And even though mm-hmm. most people didn't understand that, and I'm not sure this with many people, um, that's what I did. So I just, my family and I, I just kept trying to be the example saying, you know, if we cause harm, it's going to come back to us. So it's the bottom line. Whatever you, you, you get whatever you give. 
So every time mm-hmm. we packaged a, a bag of hemp nut, I tried to make sure we always had an extra measure. Every time we did anything, we tried to be careful that we knew that you know, somebody was going to be eating at the end of that spoon. I had a spoon at the mm-hmm. end of that meal, you know, that bag, and then we had to. We were touching a lot of people's lives, and the gratitude and the gift of that, and to be in, in tune with that, and that it would always express itself back to us as profit. It had to. It had to come back to us, and we had to trust that, and it did always. So even though we might not have been rich. We all, you know, our rent was always paid. The bills always got taken care of somehow, some way. The right sales and investors showed up. And we borrowed some money from family and friends for years. And we, we racked up our credit cards for a long time, trusting that this would happen. And we just kept doing with mm. it. We kept working with whatever we had at the time to get done what we needed to get done. You know, So you might have plans to have a $10 million company, but if you only have 10 bucks in your pocket, start. Mm-hmm. And it'll start unfolding. Because if you're sitting there waiting for the money, life is not about money. If the money becomes your God, then you're going to miss out. Yeah, and false God. Ultimately, in my opinion, karma is going to happen. Find that purpose wow. for your life. is, And it has to begin spiritually. With some, Whatever your ideas of this thing that runs this planet and our lives, some greater force, if you do not have touch with that, your life will be less than, in my opinion. Hmm, what an awesome answer. And we just have about 30 seconds left. So, um, I had one other question, but I think we're about to run out of time. Um, but maybe we can maybe we can pull it off. My last question is: If you were standing in front of a camera that was broadcasting to every person on the planet, and you had 30 seconds, what would you share with us? <laughs> Use now. Make sure that you, you start li- listen, listen to your body. Your mind is gonna is gonna uh, have all sorts of ideas of what is real and what is true, and it'll it'll. It'll lie to you, your, but your body never lies. Listen to your body. Ground yourself. Listen to the feeling expansion of your body. All you really have is truth because Amen. we have all sorts of confidence and ideas of what is really going on out there, but your body does not lie. Follow I love your, it. Thanks follow so much. your heart. Follow your intuition. Amen. Thanks so much for tuning in today's episode. Thank you, Charles, for being on this show, and I look forward to changing the planet with you. We are, Tyler. Thank you. All, all the best. Blessings. All right, blessings. Thank you again. Bye-bye. Bye.